This podcast is sponsored by Lullaman Plant Care, the manufacturer of Lolfix Pro Yield Liquid Soybean. Support your growers, support your community. And welcome to the Scoop Podcast. I'm editor of the Scoop, Margie Echelkamp, joined today by Kyle Oki. He is one of the co-founders of Ag Mafia, as well as running his own independent consulting business, Agile Agronomy, headquartered in Southwest North Dakota. Kyle, welcome to the podcast. Well, I'm happy you're having me. So you are the the third leg of the Ag Mafia tripod that we have had on the podcast. And what what would you share with our audience as far as the mission of Ag Mafia? What kind of services and training you guys are looking to provide? I think our services as Ag Mafia Speaks has been uh, being refined as we go. Uh, we're doing a lot of little things, but I think our big main purpose will be sticking in the whole training sector in agronomy, retail agronomy, as that's where we're seeing where the three of us have kind of exited from that we're seeing there's less and less emphasis on just nuts and bolts agronomy training on the retail side. Not that that's not important to them, but we just see that there's less and less of that over time. That's something that all three of us have really found important that we still see as important. And we get asked about it all the time. There's so many new people coming into the the egg retail side of things. And there's always this thirst or hunger for what do I do when I'm going on the farm? How do I become more than just a salesperson? And there's that component of things to just understand how to work with people, all that. And Bridget does such a good job with that. And, and she's really the glue, I think, that keeps us all together. And then there's Jason and I, who were technical agronomists that have a lot to say and, and a lot that we think on and, and a lot that we can train on, on all aspects of agronomy with our background. But we can kind of ping pong all over the place and might be more random at times. So Bridget really brings... The, the whole group of us together and she's an, an outstanding agronomist as well. So uh, this is, this is going to be a really fun partnership between the three of us. And yeah, the training is just hard on the, the retail agronomist providing them agronomic training expertise to make them better at what they do. I mean, that's as simple as what I can say our mission statement is. No, that's awesome. Looking to fill that void that you guys have identified. Kyle, if you had to pick your favorite agronomic topic or the the nuts and bolts agronomy that you really enjoy talking about, what would you pick? Ooh, that's a good question. So I would say the last nine years of my career, I've spent so heavy in crop protection adjuvants and that side of things. But if I were to say the one thing I enjoy the most is probably precision agriculture. And I don't even know if you can call that a nuts and bolts thing. I would think if you look at that in a, in a whole uh, educational or, or what you need to know kind of thing, I look at, if you were to look at classwork, precision ag would be, in my opinion, the capstone course. Because you're putting everything together. 
you're taking all the agronomic information you know, and you're able to put it into a way where you can spatially apply or spatially manage everything. So if that's by zones, by grids, whatever it is, you have to understand equipment, you have to understand agronomy, and you have to look at it in a production sense on how to put it all together. Because financially, it makes dollars and cents to use that. Oh, I think that's really well said. Because even I'm thinking about examples when you look at, for example, uh, remote sensing images of a field. And if you don't understand why there could be, right, the red versus the green patterns for all kinds of various reasons, right? It could be soil pH, it could be planter pintro. So if you don't have that foundation that you can then apply to the precision ag, you might be making some wrong assumptions. Oh, that's perfectly said right there. That's that's the best example. Um, there's so much that you can tell just from remote sensing, just from looking at images. So there's one thing just to build, let's say, a zone imagery map and build that off of a, a NDVI value. So it gives you those reds, yellows, greens, and it gives you kind of a production index. But some areas might be good for different reasons, but they're all lumped into a good reason. And there might be parts of the field that are bad, but for different reasons. And that's where remote sensing and having that agronomic expertise to look at an aerial photograph and look at that and say, hey, I can tell that's a salinity area. This is definitely not a salinity area. This is a hill. And then you start to segregate and separate. And that's just experience and, and having some agronomic expertise before you're even in the field pulling soil cores. And then it's how do you utilize that information once you have it? So tell us a little bit about agile agronomy and how you yourself are working with farmers as a trusted advisor. Sure. Well, I mean, there, there's a great example on the precision ag thing. So agile agronomy is two parts to the business. So I have part of my business that I am an independent crop consultant working directly with farmers. So I have a, a set of producers that I am working with, and that's from uh, a through Z, uh, crop planning, soil testing, crop scouting, making recommendations, everything that an independent crop consultant would do. The other half of my business, I consult with retailers. And so I have contracted retail agreements that I work as their agronomic resource. So working with retailers in the same exact capacity I used to in a technical agronomy resource where I was formerly employed and same thing working with them. Uh, you have anywhere from very experienced to very brand new uh, retail agronomists and helping them just be better at what they do. I mean, that's simply putting it. That's, that's what I'm doing. I want to be in the background. I don't want to be up front and center and it's not about me. It's about them. And so if they have trouble with, and because let's face it, not everyone knows every single thing when it comes to what your customer, what your client is going to be asking of you. And, and I don't know that either. I don't know everything, but I definitely know the people to talk to and ask. And I've experienced a few more things. So I might be a little quicker to help them out with 
tank mix compatibility things to, uh, you know, what things could work in certain situations, if it's fertility, crop protection, adjuvants, et cetera. So I helped them a lot with that. Also helped with some on their uh, marketing side of things, mainly on their social media. So that's, yeah, there's a big part of it that's on the retail consulting side and then also with the on-farm consulting. So that's Agile Agronomy. Absolutely named Agile Agronomy. You got a lot going on. So Kyle, what would you say is the biggest takeaway that you have from the 22 crop year? It was a unique year. There's no question about that. So my biggest takeaway was it was it was all about being prepared, I guess. Those that were prepared and those that had a plan had less hiccups in their plans. So if they did their purchasing ahead of time and actually did some forecasting and took possession of inventory, now I'm talking on the retail side, but this works for the farmers too. Anyone that planned ahead and knew what they were going to use, when they were going to use it, and then just waited for the right things to happen as, as far as the, you know, when to apply a herbicide, when they knew they were going to use an insecticide, et cetera. Those that had the plan and acted on that ahead of time didn't have any issues. Those that just, we'll see what the market does. There's always going to be availability because there's always availability. Well, there, there was a lot of audibles called. A lot of different types of glufosinate were used this year. A lot of off-patent fungicides, uh, just a lot of different generics, I should say. And so you may have gotten what you wanted, but it may have not been in the brand name that you were maybe initially planning to get. And there's nothing wrong with that. But then everyone discovered that there are slight differences when you go from one brand to another brand to another brand. There might be a slight difference in formulation, how it mixes, sometimes how it performed. And so back on my biggest takeaway from 22 was those that planned just had less skewing and what actually happened and less deviation and things went as best as it possibly could and yeah. less stress. I'm not surprised that it came back to supply chain because that has just been a drumbeat that keeps getting brought up in all conversations that I've been having around ag retail. I joke that I have this, I'm going to make a, a visual that's a bingo card and it's all the hot button topics in ag retail. And then every mm -hmm. time somebody says one, I get to put a chip down on my bingo card, right? But supply chain is definitely on that bingo card. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so you guys have an event coming up, Agronomy on Ice. What are you most looking forward to about the event and the kinds of conversations you're going to have? That is something I've been looking forward to every year since Jason initially started that and then uh, pulled Bridget and I and, and we kind of transferred it to this Egg Mafia partnership. Uh, such a fun event. And Jason says it best. It's one of those events that you almost have to be there to fully understand the gravity of what you get out of that. And simply put is it's, it's not a meeting that you show up to and you go say, I'm going to go see this speaker and this speaker and this speaker and this speaker. Well, that's not really what happens. 
it's more like a networking event. And so everyone's set up in their ice houses. Sometimes the weather's really nice. Sometimes it's like last year and it was negative 17 most of the day. Although a lot of us are outside out and about mingling and you network with other people in the industry. So there's farmers, there's retailers, there's industry representatives. And it's, it's all of the above. And basically it's a tailgating atmosphere. You go house to house and it's just so much fun getting to meet people on a personal level like that, because you develop some great connections and you share a drink with someone, you have some food, you get to talk agronomy. Cause let's face it. We all have other hobbies, but this is what, what are you going to spend most of your time talking about? It's still farming. It's still agriculture. It's still what you're doing day to day. And you make these connections with people and it's that much easier to pick up the phone and talk to those people later. You just make these great connections in the industry. So that's to me, the most fun about it is seeing what are these people that are setting up their ice houses? What are they doing? That's going to one up what they did last year. Is there uh, some other kind of thing? They're going to try to attract people to their house to talk to them. If it's a, you know, some kind of smoke barbecue or, or is it like a little fun giveaway? Like we know uh, our, our local soil testing lab egg buys is going to be giving away little buckets this year. And we've got a T-Mac aggro that's giving away beer and ah, there's, there's so many others. There's, there's a fishing tournament before that's probably my most uh, I, favorite thing is the day of agronomy and ice just with all the networking but then we've set up a fishing thing the day before. And so that's fun too. No, that's awesome. So Kyle, I like to wrap up all of our guest time on the podcast with a set of three questions. It's a little bit of a carousel uh, of which questions I ask. But my first one is going to be, I feel like we should all be evaluating how we spend our time and how we do our jobs and maintain a stop list. So maybe that's what we should just stop doing altogether or what we should stop doing in a particular way. So what is on your stop list? Ooh, that's a really good question. There there are plenty of things that my stop list. Well, I'm a greedy journalist, so I'll take all of them if you want to share. (laughs) (laughs) I think I have to have just less where you pick up the phone and just scroll through social media. We all do it. I guarantee it. What's the natural thing you go do? You pick up your phone, scroll through. I would say I need to stop picking up my phone without a purpose. That would, oh, that that's would be, a good one. that'd be my stop list because if you have a purpose, when you get on there, it seems like you get more done. If that's to consume certain information, if that is, if you are, the person posting stuff, just have a purpose when you go on. I think that's uh that would be my biggest thing. I'm terrible at the just aimlessly picking it up and scrolling through there. We all do it. But if that was something that I could stop or find a way to be better at, that's, that's where it'd be. You, you may be talking to somebody right now who has uninstalled two social media apps off their phone with that exact intention. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard. 
Yeah. <laughs> not that I don't use them on a desktop, but they're not on my phone. So Kyle, what might be a prediction for the 23 crop year? Ooh, that's, that's also a good one. I, I think supply chain wise, things feel like they're a little better. I don't think that you should assume that things are going to go back to what they were. So prediction wise on that end, still have a good plan. And for us, weather wise, the weather is the weather. I, I think the prediction is I'm hoping that we, we have at least favorable precept for us in the Western part of North Dakota. Drought is always our biggest fear. It's always a reality every year. Um, I'm currently blizzarded in. So I'm hoping that with all the snow we've received so far this year, that we have a good crop season, but again, it's stick to a plan. If we have a late start to our spring, don't deviate real far off of that. Have a, have a plan so that when things get busy, because if it's going to be as wet as it is, as how it appears when we're starting, having a plan can really make you sift through a very condensed planting window. Okay, Kyle, my third of the three questions is if you had a magic wizard's wand and you could solve one problem, one challenge, what would you use that wand on? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, it's going to be a local issue that we currently deal with. Um, it, it's going to be around uh, just the soil acidity thing that we deal with in Western North Dakota. It's, it's all over North Dakota, but we're in a unique situation. We have a long-term no-till and a, almost a self-induced stratified acidic pH issue. And it happens so slowly that most of us go, they, they don't see what's happened over time. And some have, you know, that are in kind of the epicenter of the worst areas, or maybe that have been no tilling the longest or have the right soil types. And they're starting to do something about it. But the answers are so expensive to remediate that, that everyone wants to do every other thing that sometimes doesn't cost as much as taking care of the main issues. So if I had a magic wand, it would just get us all on the same level on where we're at on the understanding of our issue. And it that's currently that's been my hot button topic. It's uh well when it comes down to the the whole game of agronomy, it's what logistics, agronomics, and and economics. And right now the economics of some of that and logistics don't play in the favor. So the agronomy just isn't happening in that case. Now, well said, Kyle. So Agronomy on Ice is coming up February 1st, 2023. Where can folks connect with you? Where can folks learn more about Agronomy on Ice? So I will point to two places. Number one will be our website, agronomyonice.com. It's actually currently going through a revision. So we're hoping maybe by the time that this airs, that the brand new website will be up. And there'll be even more information than before. So that's point one. And then point two is just start paying attention to social media. Egg Mafia LLC, that's on all social platforms, is going to be posting things about agronomy and ice. 
if they're the sponsors, if they are the events that are happening during the day or other things that are going on around agronomy and ice is going to be posted daily leading up to agronomy and ice. So that's on Ag Mafia LLC on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you name it. Awesome. Well, Kyle, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yes. Thank you again for having me. This was great. Excellent. Well, listeners, thank you so much for joining us. I'm Margie Eckelkamp, editor of The Scoop. If you'd like to find us online, please connect with us on Twitter at Farmers Advisor. And until next time, I hope everyone has a safe winter travel season to all of the meetings and also a great and strong start to the 23 crop year. There are a lot of inoculant companies, but there's only one, Lollaman Plant Care. Lollaman, the manufacturer of Lolfix branded inoculants, including Lolfix Pro Yield Liquid Soybean and Lolfix Start Spherical Granular Inoculants, is a family-owned company that recognizes the importance of the communities anchoring our rural landscape. They are committed to supporting retail partners and helping them succeed. That's why they created the Hometown Roots Program. The Lullaman Hometown Roots Family Contest helps retailers provide their customers with class-leading inoculants while enabling them to give back to the communities that they are part of. Visit LullamanHometownRoots.com for details or contact your Lullaman sales representative.